0: pushing buttons, and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 200. That is right, 200. We finally made it, only took a few years. Today I'm going to chat with Gun Funny patrons Ryan Morrison, Daniel Treadwell, Elvin Dumas, Melissa Ridings, and Jon Snow. I'm your host, Ava Flanell, and how is everyone doing? Awesome. Awesome.
0: It's fine. We're doing great, Ava. We're doing great.
1: Okay, good. That is what I want to hear because this is episode 200. Do you know how long it took me to reach 200 episodes? 199. Oh, (laughs) pretty close. Yes. (laughs) That's a really good answer. (laughs) I'm trying to think when I started the show. Jon Snow, do you remember when the first episode came out?
2: I can tell you in a second.
1: Because a part of me wants to say three years, but then, I don't know. I think it's it's over than that. Yeah, that's what I think as well.
2: Episode zero was published on August 11th, 2017.
1: Oh, wow. Dang. Almost four years. That's crazy. That's four years of my life that I'll never get back.
3: So you were like 20.
1: Yeah. No kidding. And next month I'll be 35. (laughs) Exactly. And I just went to the doctors and they said- I have to get a beauty mark removed because they said it's potentially cancerous. And I'm like, oh, of course, because I'm 35. So what else? Might as well just start throwing it all at me. So you're too beautiful. I know. It's just my face can't <laughs> handle the extra beauty. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're going to start off talking about Smith & Wesson real quick. What are some of the products that you guys have from Smith and Wesson? You could say what your favorite or some of the products that you have.
4: I do have a Smith and Wesson 686 in 357 with six inch barrel in the other room. That is a really fine firearm.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. The six or the seven cylinder? Uh, It's the sixer.
4: It it was, you know, I really wasn't thinking about shopping for one. I was just kind of looking at them and like, oh yeah, this is really cool. You know, I really like that seven shotter That's really nice. And then. Something popped up that said, oh, well, the six shotters in stock at the store up the road. And I'm like, is it? So I called in the middle of the pandemic and they said, yeah, it's right here. Great. I'm on my way. <laughs> and Now it's here. They're actually a really good shooting gun. Was it overpriced? No, it was normal. They're normal pre-COVID under MSRP. I think I paid uh, right at eh, 650 for it.
1: Nice. Wow. Anybody else have any favorite Smith & Wesson products?
2: I haven't done it yet because I don't have any spare mags for it, but I got the Shield Nine Plus Performance Center. I really like how it shoots. I just need some extra mags before I make it my carry gun. Yeah. Love to get my hand on one of
1: those. They shoot really nice. The one thing is and trying to think what guest brought this up, but it is a little bit heavier, slightly heavier than the other guns that are close to its size. But man, it was sixty five or something. Yeah, compared to the P365, the Hellcat, but it shoots, out of all of them, it shoots the best, in my opinion. And it just feels like there's so much more to hold on to, even though it's pretty much the same size. I think
2: that's because they have more of a metal frame enclosed in that polymer than the other guns. So it has just a touch more weight, but not enough that it's at all a problem to carry, and just that much more comfortable to shoot and less recoil. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I just did an article that's going to be in Concealment Magazine, and they were asking me what my bedside gun was. (laughs) Gun? Oh, that's cute. But what I use is the M&P, the 2.0s, but I have the medium size and the full size Smith & Wesson M2.0 that I use, and I really like that. I would say if you guys haven't shot it, definitely get your hands on it. I think it makes for a great defense gun just because it's full-size, shoots really well, holds a lot of ammo, and you really can't go wrong. And plus, it's super reliable. If you guys want to check out any of that stuff, head on over to smith-wesson.com and check out all the other guns that they have.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: All right, guys. I want to know, and it's going to be hard because this is probably the most guests that I've had on the show at once. But I want to know what's your story on how you found Gun Funny and what made you decide to become a Patreon. Who wants I to go first? I might for have it?
5: to go on like a name basis. Yeah, like I think so. I think
1: so. Okay, so Ryan, since you spoke up, go ahead. How did you uh, find well, the show?
5: <laughs> that was like about three years ago or so. I was actually just crawling through Instagram and. I found one of your pictures, uh, one of just random gun pictures, so I liked it. And then a couple days later, you actually liked one of my pictures, something gun-related, years ago. And then from there, I kind of clicked on your profile, saw that you had a podcast, listened to one episode, and from there, pretty much hooked and signed up to Patreon. I think I initially started out (laughs) at a dollar, dollar a month kind of thing, but then the perks started coming out, so I went for that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Gotta love the perks, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I... <laughs> nice. Okay. Elvin, what about you?
0: Yeah, so I, um, I stumbled across Gun Funny uh, probably, what, about two years ago, maybe, uh, just going through all kinds of different firearm-based uh, podcasts. Uh, but what kept me coming back, you know, is the product content that, that you do on the show. Um, you know, it kind of uh, broke me at first because every time you had a new product, I went out and got it. So
6: um, <laughs> <laughs> I figured, you know,
0: become a Patreon and hopefully I get some freebies and not have to buy everything that I'm hearing, right? Right. But um, no, it's a great podcast. So um, it's uh, like I said, it's been about two years now.
1: Nice. And you also do some three gun competition, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. So I do three gun. I do USPSA. I just got into PRS F class and sporting plays, uh last few months
1: oh nice hell yeah okay and then daniel what about you
4: i found gun funny about oh i'm gonna think summer summer 2019 i do remember that because i just got a new truck that i could actually play things through my phone on Mm -hmm. and i thought hey what i've heard of these podcast things surely there's something there that interests me and i found a lot of gun podcasts gun funny was one of them and Everything that I heard was good. You were all and you still are a very, a very genuine host. You're not trying to be a character. You're not playing to anybody else. You're you're just giving us an honest opinion and you're a real person. And that's why I'm sticking around. That's what uh, made me start contributing.
1: Nice. Thank you. I'm kind of curious when you search for a gun related podcast, it probably helps that I have the word gun in my name, mm-hmm. but I also think when I was figuring out what category to be under, I think I'm under wilderness or something like that because there wasn't really a gun category.
4: Yeah, I think so. Some of our wilderness, some are sports and outdoors, that's generally how you would find that, I would think. Yeah. I usually try different variations, gun, firearm, yeah, anything related.
1: Mm-hmm. Melissa, what about you?
3: I started listening when you had your previous editor, he had told me about it, and then I got to meet you at the helicopter shoot and really enjoyed your company and kind of hit it off and became friends. And I've been listening ever since.
1: Well, wait, we got to backtrack because we met at SHOT Show one year. That's right. Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't SHOT Show. It was the NRA show. I think.
3: Oh, yeah. Just briefly, though.
1: And you didn't really care for me. No. Yeah.
3: (laughs) We didn't really talk. (laughs) And it then was, you met me you in person. better on your own.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I know.
3: Yeah, you were like night and day.
1: Yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. I've forgotten all about that. You just said that.
1: Yeah, because I remember that was the first time because you were dating somebody at the time. And dang, how did he pull her? Because
3: uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> hey, up my Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and then John Snow, what about you? It's all Dave Hartman's fault.
2: (laughs) Back in uh, 2018, I was getting into three gun. And so I was listening to his show, the three gun show, and he had just been on an episode of your show. And so I was driving back from a three gun match and he was talking about being on your show. And so I went and searched and started listening and been hooked ever since.
1: Nice. Well, actually... I feel bad because you haven't really done any three-gun matches lately. Really, ever since you met me and I started, if you guys don't know, Jon Snow's the one who edits the show and keeps me on my toes, and I feel bad because I'm sure he regrets ever meeting me.
3: (laughs) I didn't know he did three-gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, I was decent at a local match. I wouldn't place anything in terms of a big match by any means, but... It was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I have not done anything recently because not Ava's fault at all. The club where I would go and I actually got Ryan into it a couple of years back too. that club this last year with everything being shut down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they shut it all down. And now they're having other matches. But the guy who was running the three gun matches didn't want to do it anymore. And I'm way too far away from the club. It's a four hour drive for me. So I couldn't run it. And so nobody else is running it. So they're not doing three gun anymore.
1: Damn. Yeah,
5: leave John to get me hooked on something, then it goes away.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I remember you know that, when you dragged you there. Yeah,
0: we're Yeah, we're seeing that a, a wide variety of that happening in a lot of clubs, you know, this year. You know, it's a it's a lot of match directors no longer coming in. So yeah, anyway we can keep the sport going, we gotta keep the sport going.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to say that same thing as we used to have it in Colorado Springs pretty often. It was SoCo3 gun and the owner, he just got super burnt out. I don't know if he eventually sold the business or what, but they don't have it anymore. I wonder if it's just one of those things that just takes so much work. And it does.
4: It really does.
1: Yeah, because figure you have to plan out all these stages. You have to make sure everyone's safe. You have to have range safety officers. I'm sure that it probably doesn't pay that much even if people let's say they're paying 25 to 50 dollars a person by the time you buy everything to set it up you're looking at at least i would say 20,000 if not more just in setup costs yeah so,
2: matches do not pay for themselves yeah not at the local club stage anyway
1: yeah even today that's what i did today is i i've been waiting for a guy to help me no guys come around to help me And I have this palette of steel from Coldwell Delivered. And all right, I'm tired of looking at this in my garage. I got to do it. Finally, I get my friend, my girlfriend, who's super strong. And whatever. We don't need no man. We got this. And we set it up. But all I kept thinking was I was looking at the price of everything. Dang, they sent me quite a bit, a pretty expensive order. And then when you look at and everything's set up, man, I still feel like I need more. And I feel like you'll always need more. (laughs)
2: But never have enough.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it is kind of a shame. And hopefully it's definitely one of those things where shooting sports have gained a lot of momentum. And hopefully with all of the new gun owners, it'll continue to gain momentum. But it's also kind of a shame that a lot of people that were doing these and running these events are just kind of getting burnt out, which I could understand. Yeah. What other firearm activities are you guys doing? Most I know for a while you were doing long range shooting.
3: Yeah, I haven't done any since. Obviously, I'm not doing anything right now since I had the motorcycle wreck. So I have something planned next year, but not this year. But it's a red dot class.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that was one thing is you're always taking these classes that look freaking amazing. And one thing I love about you is that even if it's not within your interest necessarily... IWI you took a class with them and oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting because I wouldn't have seen you <laughs> doing that type of class because it was so much fun I learned a lot from it and it was fun I like that you venture off to stuff that you're not necessarily I wouldn't say you're not really I mean, an expert yeah you're not an expert in so I love that you're always looking to learn in fact do you want to tell us real quick about your motorcycle accident
3: um, I can't <laughs> I had gone on a motorcycle ride with a friend and. He looked off the road and decided, I guess, to steer that direction, and we ended up in the grass 60 miles an hour and hit a culvert, and so we both flew off.
6: Gosh.
1: So I
3: have six broken ribs. I mean, vertebrae, not ribs. <laughs> Some I'm meds, too, so think, excuse me.
1: Actually, you're holding <laughs> yourself pretty together. I would almost say you're, <laughs> you're acting a little too good, I'd say. Oh, is this <laughs> something that Melissa does often?
3: <laughs> Maybe I need drugs all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we're really glad that nothing happened. Because usually when there's a bike accident, the chances of having permanent injury or being able to survive Mm -hmm. are pretty slim. So,
3: Yeah, I'm very thankful for that part. Yeah.
1: Daniel, what about you? Are you doing anything? Any sort of other shooting activities? I'm an IDPA shooter. Have some
4: fun with that. Building a couple of guns that are in in progress here. And uh, recently completed my MAG-40 certification.
1: You completed your what certification?
4: The MAG-40, the Masada U Group's uh, 40-hour course, 20 hours on the range, 20 hours in the classroom.
1: Oh, nice. Congratulations. Before we talk more about what you guys are doing as far as activities go, I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about SB Tactical. Does anybody have any of their braces?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have about three of them.
1: Which ones do you have?
0: So it's the uh, so the one that came on the AKV was that SB3. Oh yeah. Then I have the yep. Then I have the original one. Uh, it's the the one that's kind of big, right? You know, the the real big one. Uh, the first one that they came out with. So I have that on a, a three hundred blackout. But I'm going ahead and swap those two out because I just uh, got my stamp for SBR on the uh, AKV. So i must go ahead and swap those out. Nice.
1: And actually, I'm thinking, the AKV, that's not the SBA3, is it?
2: There were multiple configurations. Okay. Someone came with the triangle. That's Someone what I was thinking, is that it was the triangle.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't have the triangle in mine.
1: Man, no. you should. I think it looks good. Remember when I told you to buy that AKV, and man, you were going to love it? Mm-hmm. Do you love it?
0: I love it. And see, like I said, can't listen to your show because I keep going broke. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Palmetto did a pretty good job with that gun. I really, I don't they have did. one. I want one. But right now is just not the time to buy any guns if I don't have to. Because prices are gouged. I might
2: have an extra.
1: Oh, hey. <laughs> I don't even care what color it is. <laughs> but if you could just make sure that it has the triangle brace on it, that would be great. Actually, I have some of the Triangle of Braces. Do. How about this? I'll switch you. I have some SB Tactical Braces. I'll trade you some SB Tactical Braces, like an entire box for your AKV, and we'll call it even.
2: I've got a box with about 13
1: braces in it right now. Okay, <laughs> wow. That's great. I thought I was a fangirl of SB Tactical. <laughs> I really like their braces. I have yet to. I'd say some of their older ones, they were a little bit more bulky, which I'm not a fan of, but... All of their new stuff, I haven't seen any of their braces that I don't like, honestly. I would definitely recommend checking them out. It's perfect for a shorter barrel gun. If you have an AR pistol and you want to keep it a pistol, you just put a brace on it. And when you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you are going to get 15% off your entire order, which helps out a lot. And the website is sbtactical.com. Okay, does anybody else want to talk about any other activities, gun-related sports that they've been doing this summer?
3: I remembered another thing I'm going to do. What? You know, a Clash Bash, they have the competition there. Yeah. So I signed up to do that one in October. Oh, you dang. You should come and go do it.
1: Dang, girl. Maybe I should, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love AKs. I know. I do, too. What AK do you have? I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> Melissa. There's 9 you, millimeter, I don't the know. one that
4: shoots bullets.
1: yeah okay
4: here so so you can sign up in the uh and this is really what they call it the gravy sucking pig category and shoot an ar at that too all (laughs) yes
6: at first there's
4: they've got three classes gravy sucking pig which is anything american uh comrade glass which is ak with an optic and comrade iron which is ak with iron sights
1: wow That's crazy. At first, I thought, before you included the gun, they got this thing where you can just suck up all this gravy. And okay, that's really cool, Daniel. We're talking about guns, (laughs) not what other things have you been doing this summer. If that's the case, oh, look at my garden. And (laughs) I just bought a stand-up (laughs) paddleboard, which actually I did. I haven't put this on social media, but I did buy a stand-up paddleboard. That's impressive, right? I'm kind of branching out a little bit. Yep. Okay, that but anyways, good. apparently you can you splot- should put plants on it. Yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> Take your monster out of the lake.
1: Yeah. Now It'll- we know what happened to the kit.
3: Yeah. There's plenty of water.
1: <laughs> no, I'll be taking my guns. And oh, if okay. there's an accident, well, we get it. We understand what happened. But it was really <laughs> hard to say I lost my guns in a boating accident when I didn't have a boat. But a stand-up paddleboard, okay, <laughs> I could barely stand on the paddleboard. For my exactly. guns to also real, stand, real easy to tip. Yeah, no Your, kidding, Your Honor.
2: I'm <laughs> quite the clutch.
1: <laughs> Ryan, what about you? you've been pretty busy in the last couple of months making holsters, but have you had a chance to get out and shoot?
5: Uh, not really. I I have been going to the range like once a week, just do like you know just basic fundamentals and stuff. But other than that, just you know trying to conserve ammo
1: right now. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is, I have noticed it's starting to catch up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, max just...
5: I'll take like maybe 50 rounds of 9 mil, then maybe 100 rounds of AR. Just go out there, do my basic stuff, maybe do a little bit of long-range shooting, and then pack up for the day.
1: Well, for you to do that once a week, you must be rich. Way to flex on us.
5: Hey, I, don't want, I don't want to embellish.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what projects you're working on right now. What kind of gun projects, which let's not limit it to gun projects. Even if you guys are doing some stuff around the house, because we all know COVID, everyone's staying home, and then they started doing all the home improvements, and if there's any home improvement stuff that you're doing or gun-related stuff, but I want to hear about it, who wants to go first?
5: I guess I will.
1: All right. What have you been doing? Uh,
5: So I've been trying to, uh, you know, I bought this house five years ago now, and the lawn was just an absolute chaos, just, you know, no grass, no spots. So I've finally gotten my lawn to the point where okay, yeah, you know, I'm starting I've got grass everywhere except for this one spot and I finally started getting grass to grow. And my wife, she babysat these dogs, these females, and mm. they just started peeing in this new grass spot <laughs> and it's back and it's back dead. <laughs> so it's an uphill battle that I am surely losing.
1: Okay. I can probably come close to that. My deck, they built my deck with that trivec or tri whatever that stuff that's not wood, it's a plastic or whatever that's supposed to last forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Mm -hmm. underneath, they just used regular wood, and I don't even think the wood's treated, so it's rotting. I need to get my deck fixed, which sucks. It's going to be like $1,500, and we're literally only replacing the 12 pieces. The guy came yesterday to look at my deck and give me a quote, and he brought his two dogs. And you guys have seen some of my pictures on Facebook. I keep really good care of my front yard, my backyard. Everything's all well manicured and I have nice green grass. Well, the fucking dog comes and just takes a shit right there <laughs> on my lawn. <laughs> uh, Your dog. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> you got a paper towel. We'll pick it up. But then I felt like kind of a jerk for making him pick it up. But there's a reason <clears throat> why. Obviously, you don't see big dogs in my backyard. Why would you bring your dog to to quote somebody?
5: Your price you know. just doubled. Yeah, making, no kidding.
1: <laughs> and it's so funny because I don't even know why I'm so annoyed by it. Also, because it was so hot yesterday, it was over a hundred degrees. Why would you even bring your dog? It's like super hot. Going to
3: bring a dog? He should bring his own freaking paper towels.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just so annoyed, and I feel like telling him when he comes to work. Yeah, please don't bring your dog. But then I also look kind of stuck up, but it's not. It's just that. Well, that's
5: pretty unprofessional for them to bring their dog and make you watch them, basically.
2: Yeah. I would, because if he's going to be there doing
1: that. Yeah, I know. You don't want tickles to go out there with big dogs. Oh, I know. Well, that too. But now when I mow my lawn, cool. Now I really got to look out to where I step and (laughs) big dogs. But what about anybody else working on any projects, anything gun related?
4: I've got a couple of builds that I'm working on. Actually, just today, finished my first Polymer 80 builds. Finally got the sights in for this thing. Oh, nice. Glock 17L slide and have a 300 blackout pistol that I just dropped the receiver and the rail and the brace off to the sericoder this morning. It's going to end up with a gray, black, and I love this a UV reactive bright green camo on there. So it's going to glow in the dark.
1: Oh, damn. Whoa. That's freaking cool.
2: I can't wait. You'll have to (laughs) wear that bright green Korean camo when you use it. (laughs) I need a gun funny
4: shirt with the Korean camo.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm going to jump right on that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had a chance to shoot your Palmer eighty?
4: I did the other day. That was uh, when I went live in the Patreon group. That's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to, I didn't have sights on it. I was just like, let's just do a function test. Yeah. And amazingly, it worked just fine. Didn't go accidental machine gun on me at all. (laughs) Uh, Right. (laughs) Put a a couple of mags through it and she runs like a
1: top. Nice. Yeah, that was the one thing. Sometimes I'd put together guns and, all right, what the hell did I do wrong? Because things weren't lining up or... It's easy to an extent and a lot of Glock components. There's only so many components per gun, but Mm -hmm. it is kind of amazing how sometimes things stick a little bit and...
2: Some things are not quite to tolerance and different suppliers. Also, you really got to watch it with those because sometimes when you order Gen 3 parts, which is what everything Polymer 80 is, Mm -hmm. they'll screw up and send you Gen 4 parts. So that can cause problems too.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, that happened to me with... No, I didn't get a different gen. What screwed me up was Palm Rady, how they did the opposite of the Glock 19X. The slide was shorter, but the grip was longer. And I kept screwing up what guide rod would go in there because I'm thinking that I need a 17, but I really needed a 19. And it was just, yeah, it was a pain. Or is that what it was that I needed in 19? I don't know. But I finally got it to fit, and it works, and I don't even want to touch this gun anymore.
5: <laughs> After the fact, and she still can't remember.
1: Yeah, I can't. If anybody asks me for advice, just don't, okay? Just walk away.
4: <laughs> it takes a little bit of mechanical know-how and just just a lot of attention to detail to, to get them right. And yeah, sometimes you just can't help that somebody sent you the wrong
2: part.
1: Yeah, that's true. Did you polish up any of your parts so that they would run a little bit I smoother? I
4: I did. Before I put anything in here, if it was silver, it got a really nice treatment with some uh, Mother's Mag wheel polish in my Dremel, and now everything is shiny and smooth. Oh, nice.
1: That was one thing I I didn't do either. All mine. Yeah, okay, great, guys. All my guns. Thanks a lot, jerk. You didn't even polish (laughs) us up. This thing ain't running right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't
4: cleaned it, if that makes you feel it. Oh.
1: Yeah, my guns really haven't that was the one thing that I wanted to do over COVID was, okay, I'm stuck home. I'm going to clean all my guns. I cleaned a few of them, but I never thought I'd say this, but I just have too many guns to look them all over and make sure that they're cleaned and lubricated. And it's one of those things where I just bring lube with me at the range if there's an issue all right, take out the bolt carrier group, maybe give it a little cleaning, put some oil in it. All right, let's see if it works. <laughs> and, you know, it's for testing purposes, though.
2: I know how it, it is. Mm. Yeah. I keep a, a
4: can of this stuff called, I think, I think it's called Gun Medic. I think Hops puts it out. It's in my truck. And if yeah, if one of the rivals or something starts acting goofy in the middle of a competition, like, hang on, spray it out, and it's like magic.
1: Right. Isn't it crazy that Hoppies still just, hands down, they still make some really good stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It smells wonderful.
1: I know. I love the smell, too. It's crazy. You get high, you clean your gun. Anybody else working on any projects? I did a project. What What'd you do? At my house.
3: So you know how you have like three remotes that go to your TV? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have one for the input to change the channels and one for Netflix or whatever. So I kept losing them in my bed. <laughs> and so I was constantly searching for them. And so I rigged up a thing with a little, I had a miniature backpack and I have it tied to my bedpost post. <laughs> And I throw all of them in there, so now I just have to reach over my
1: head and drop them. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> Melissa, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're all gonna have to. I think I should share it before
3: I get it copyrighted.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. No, dude, you should really. You should have a holster. Screw the backpack. I feel like it's a little too bulky. You need Ryan. Ryan, to Ryan to make you remote. Kind of I was, yeah, I was about
6: to
5: say. I can. I can make you a whole line of them, so it just straps to the side of your bed, and you can just slip them in.
1: Yeah, that sounds really bad. I mean, adjustable? <laughs> to do
3: that. with, be with adjustable,
2: be
0: You gotta do it.
1: Yeah. Actually, man, I feel like Ryan's a whole new thing for you. No kidding. And this would totally set him apart from all of the thousands is, of kydex. This is the businesses. one unique kydex holster you
3: can make. You just start going to old folks homes and you can sell them like crazy. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> yeah, I could just see Ryan doing that. <laughs>
5: I mean, send me some pictures of the remotes. I'll, uh, I'll make a little mold for it and see if I can get some going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like oh, you could do it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could. Actually, yeah. you could almost probably use mag holsters, like the AR mag holsters, just make them a little bit longer. But I would imagine yeah, I those. maybe a little bit longer and a little bit thicker, depending on what the story of my episode, life. Longer and thicker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just telling my friend this when we went to Lowe's this morning to get two by fours, which I had so much two by four in my car. I felt super rich. All these guys were looking at me. And, yeah, that's right. I don't need no man to buy me two by fours. I bought my own two by fours. <laughs> hey, I got ammo in here, too. Yeah. Oh, did I mention we're going to a range to shoot? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was picking. I made sure I was you were like flexing. Yeah, at least I was like, we got to pick out good wood, okay? It can't have any of those weird things in it—the weird swirly things—or it A can't knot? be. Yeah, whatever. It has to be straight. Can't be limp. And uh, we made sure we picked out some really good wood. I was like, if only I could apply this to real life now, because I haven't picked now, the are you best going out. The
3: darker wood or the white wood? <laughs>
1: I was doing the white one <laughs> because it was cheaper.
3: <laughs> yeah, I get
1: <did> it. <laughs> <laughs> if it was 2019, I probably would have went for the darker, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take another quick break real quick. Talk about Caldwell. I do have to, I know this is a sponsored ad, but one thing I got to mention is today setting up all the steel, which was really easy to do. And honestly, I feel like if I can do it, which I don't work out that much anymore. And this steel is not light, but their steel is a little bit thinner. I got a whole palette of different shape sizes. But the one thing is, is I didn't realize what all they sent me until I get to the range and I start opening up boxes. Okay, cool. This is steel plate. This is the thing that the steel goes on. And then you put it on the two by four. Where's the bases? And I'm looking and we open up every box and there's no freaking base. And it turns out they don't really have any bases. Really?
3: Yeah. And what calibers can you shoot at them?
1: You could shoot all kinds. So it'll say, it's actually really handy because it'll say on the back, on mm-hmm. the front of the steel plate has their little logo and then on the back it tells you exactly what velocity, caliber, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you really can't screw it up. Oh cool. Yeah. It's rated for all kinds. But I gotta say, the whole not having a base. So I emailed them, <laughs> yo, okay. I just spent all this money on these two by fours, but what are these two by fours going into? <laughs> <laughs> uh they are sending me some H-shaped targets, but I don't think that they're from Caldwell. That's one thing that I will say. If you guys are going to buy Caldwell steel, which honestly you cannot beat the cost, it's definitely affordable, but make sure you know what you're going to put it on because that is one thing I didn't realize until now.
5: Well, it's great on their customer service to say, oh, what, what do I mount these with? And then they send you other mounts.
1: It is. Yeah, definitely. They've been nothing but helpful and oh, okay, okay, no problem. We'll send you some H-frame bases. Were you supposed to hammer them into the ground? I don't know. I don't know, Melissa. Listen, I'm just as perplexed as you are.
5: <laughs> well, if you had a drill and some screws, you could have made your own H brace or H stands. So. You know,
1: I could have. Well, <laughs> at the price of two
2: by fours, come on. Yeah, no true, kidding. True.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Plus, we we're out in the heat. We're trying to put all this stuff together. I was smart enough to bring my tool bag. Which don't get overly excited. It's like a little tool bag that's from Walmart, and it's uh, it turquoise. Pink? It's turquoise. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't really into the pink. But yeah, and then I also put together a shooting table and man, this is really cool because I didn't realize when I asked for one, but the shooting table rotates with you sitting in it. Let's say you want to shoot in this direction or that direction. I would imagine it would be good too if you were hunting and you set it up and then suddenly you see a deer and you want to be stable on a table. So that was kind of fun. So you guys can see. On social media, I just posted a video where I'm spinning around like a little kid on a chair. But <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And that was easy to set up as well. So If you guys want to check out their stuff, add to your range, head on over to Caldwell Shooting. If you use the code gunfunny10, you will get 10% off your first order. Make sure you add quite a bit to your bag because it is only your first order. All right. What else do you guys want to talk about? You guys want to talk about anything that's going on in the political realm right now with firearms? Actually, Daniel, you being in Texas, I heard that they just made it so that you don't need a permit to carry.
4: As of September 1st, uh, our governor just the other day signed that into law. Uh, The Gun Owners of America, the Texas Division, did a lot of work, a lot of grassroots campaigning just with us, the individuals going down to the Capitol and always speaking. I actually went down once with them and Spoke in front of one of the committees talking about, uh, I don't think it was this one. It was, um, they had a thing on the gun violence in schools. And I went down there and spoke about that because I had some history working oh, working around schools. But yeah, they did a lot of work for that. We just got that. They also passed a Texas suppressor law. So supposedly we will be able to have our own suppressors that can't leave the state. But I think we're also still waiting on that to go up and have a higher court Yeah, make a statement about yeah, Actually, was, yeah, definitely Actually, the wait before we start to, uh, making our own cans. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yeah, definitely. About a month ago, somebody sent me an article saying the whole suppressor thing in Texas. And they're like, you keep up with politics more than I do. Is this true? And I looked at it. Dang, I didn't even know this. But yeah, it still needs to go through a few steps yeah. before. But it's definitely a step in the right direction.
2: Yeah, there's several states that have done that over the last few years, and. There's been some court challenges already. It hasn't gone to the Supreme Court yet, though. There was a guy, I think it was Nebraska a few years ago that had that happen, and he posted pictures of it, and feds came knocking and arrested him and charged him. And I think he technically got off on it, but of course they seized it because the way the law was written, it says, yeah, he's okay in the state, but I think he is still fighting some legal battles on that. It's something that ultimately, until it goes to the Supreme Court, it won't be anything that you can rely on and is a good idea to have.
1: Mm -hmm. The whole thing just still seems pretty dumb to me that we're fighting to use suppressors when it's not like the movies. It's not like it makes it silent. It literally just suppresses the noise so that you can still hear it You know somebody's shooting, but it just makes it so much better for everyone's ears and yours, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but the
5: people that base their life off of Hollywood, they don't.
1: Oh, I know. I know, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, Yeah. and the crazy thing is you go to any
2: other country in the world, none of them regulate suppressors. I know. It's considered courtesy
1: to have a suppressor. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. It's insane. Although it is going back to the permitless carry, constitutional carry. It's so funny to read some of these comments for these people that are losing their mind. Oh, my God. So just anyone now can just carry a gun. They don't need training. And all these Karens are losing their minds.
4: Exactly. What's really funny is a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago now, they allowed people here in Texas to carry in their car without a permit. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I know a lot of people who did that, like, oh, no, I just have it in my car in case something happens. It's there. And they understood that they couldn't take it on onto their person outside of the vehicle. That's been happening for a, a, more than a year now here. And we have not had a massive influx of uh, road rage shootings in the state, no more than we had beforehand anyway. So I think we've already done a lot to prove that that's just not going to be the case. You know, people, guess people are going to carry guns without training a permit now. but. I don't think we're going to see gunfights in the street a lot of the Old West.
1: Yeah, I agree. And actually, that's the case here in Colorado is you don't need a permit to carry in your vehicle because it's seen as an extension from your home, but you cannot have loaded long guns, and that's because of poaching restrictions. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things where if people realize what is legal now and what's not legal, they're just failing to educate themselves, which makes it that much more frustrating.
2: Yeah, Texas is the twenty-first state now to have constitutional carry, so it's not like it's anything new.
1: Yeah, Mm -mm. although from an instructor's perspective, I do wonder if this is something that if Colorado passes, if I'm going to see a decline in class signups. Which honestly, I wouldn't mind at this point, just because training used to be like my main business, and now. It still plays a large role, and I still do it every weekend, but it is one of those things where it's not my main priority. But I don't know. I'd be interested to see, like, does training actually decline in these states where this is passed?
4: To talk to the Governors of America people who were t- working with us for the last year on this, mm-hmm. um, and I don't recall any of their specific stats. I could probably get that for you if you want. But they were saying that other states that had passed similar laws had actually seen an increase in training. as said people suddenly realized, oh, well, I can do this. And, wow, it's my responsibility. I need to get trained. Yeah, and I need to get educated. Yeah. So I would hope that's what we see everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which- yeah, and I would, I would agree with that as well. I mean, we're, we're seeing that up here in Maine. Maine is a, um, a permitless carry state. But, you know, you can also you know, still get a permit if you wanted to go to a state where – um, you needed a permit and they uh, recognized the main permit. But as far as the training classes up here, each time there's a class, I mean, they're full, regardless of which range or which uh, gun facility is holding that class. They're they're always full.
1: Mm-hmm. And Elvin, what state are you in?
0: I'm in Maine right now.
1: Maine. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it would be a win-win for both parties.
2: Yeah. Every state that I've ever seen statistics from, it's been the case. They always increase in training. There might be more people carrying that don't, but the actual people getting training goes up Mm -hmm. because they realize they have the responsibility to know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. All right. Changing the topic up a little bit. One of our patrons, Michael Hinman, he wanted to know, and I don't see this question, so I'm going to not ask it word for word, but he basically wanted to know. What is something that you guys purchased that you regret that you wish that maybe you saved up a little bit more money for and bought something better? Key handguard. <laughs> key mod handguard, you said? Almost, yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. When I was building my main AR, uh, it was right about the crossroads of all right, what's going to take off, M lock or key mod? And I chose wrong. Transformer rail, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but you know, I have this gun set up it's taken years to actually set it up exactly how i want it so to go and change it uh. but it's
1: not exactly how you want it because it has the key mod
5: this is true this (laughs) all the accessories are how i want them
1: oh and you know i have a great coupon code for you you know if you want to get one the transformer rail yeah i'll wait to tell you this but here in a few minutes yeah (laughs) yeah elvin what about you
0: Uh, pretty much almost every entry-level gun that I bought, right? Because you're always going to come back and get the one that you should have bought in the first place. Yeah. But, you know, when I went to open division and three-gun, you know, I wanted a box-fed shotgun. So I went and got a um, lesser value. I'm not going to say the name of the product on there, but a lesser value uh, shotgun. And, of course, you know, everybody else was running Dissident Arms, you know, which I should have done from the beginning. But, of course, now I'm running Dissident Arms. But, you know, I mean, you can go... You know, from Sporting Clays, I got into Sporting Clays last year. Uh, bought a, a Sporting Clay shotgun. You know, which you know, of course, you know, was affordable. Got it, went out there and tested it against one of my buddies. And of course, you know, you pay for what you get. So ended up having to get another one. So pretty much everything I have, I bought twice: uh, the lesser version and the, a better version. Right. But I, I can't find myself to to sell any of the older ones. You know, so I still have those in the safe. So <laughs> That's
1: funny. I keep funny. collecting. But that's kind of yeah. it's tough because let's say you're getting into a new sport, you don't want to go and buy the most expensive thing, and then man, what was I thinking? Why did I do this? Talk to any three gunner. Hey, you don't need the best of the best. Just get whatever you could afford or borrow people's stuff. People will let you borrow it, whatever. And don't think that it's the gear that's going to make you a better shooter. But I'm very much like you, where is if I buy the lesser value item once I'm in, and I usually like to go. I'm either in or I'm out once I'm in I'm in and I want to go the full extent and so I always end up buying the more expensive thing later on but it's it's, exactly
0: especially if it's going to perform too I mean if you know some of the products out there just won't perform so you have to go with yeah
1: and nothing's worse too than having a gun when you're doing a competition and it malfunctions exactly Um, Melissa what about you I have no regrets. oh yeah girl that's what I want to (laughs) hear You just live your life. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> you must never I, have bought I a. i are sig- not
3: buying more. What?
2: You must never have bought a sig mosquito. <laughs> I
3: did
1: not. Hey, look, hey, I, I have one of those. <laughs> I will have you know that was my first purchase, and I learned how to clear <laughs> malfunctions so well.
2: <laughs> I've got one that. It actually went through the custom center before they had threaded barrels. And so it has a really heavy threaded barrel. Yeah. It actually ran pretty well. Problem is the firing pin broke. Yeah. So did
1: mine. That's crazy. Mine broke as well. So it won't even see its next range day. At this point, I yep. just use it for class purposes to show different functions. But yeah. And stupid me, I bought it because it was purple and not just your ugly color purple. It was this chrome like when the sun hits it, it has these sparkly, <laughs> dark purple. So you look at it at first glance, you're, wait, is that black or is that purple? It was just so sexy. And me being from New York City, and, oh my gosh, I want a beautiful gun. And then I bought this and now I'm, somebody tries to hand me a colored gun. Uh, no, thank you. I would like black. Black or some really cool Cerakote job, but. At least it wasn't pink. Yeah, that's true. But I did after that, shortly after, buy a pink revolver. I don't know if you guys realize, if you know that I have that in my gun collection, but I do.
2: Yeah, we didn't know about that. Oh,
1: and the best part is the brand is Charter Arms. And (laughs) I don't know if I've ever said this on air before on any of the previous episodes, but so it's Charter Arms and I used to think, oh, revolver's a revolver, especially because it's not going to malfunction because there's not that many parts and whatever. And so what does it matter brand wise? Oh, no, it totally matters because... I've had more issues with the stupid revolver. When I first got it, it would skip chambers. Not only am I limited to five rounds, now I'm limited to three rounds. And it would skip the chamber, shoot the next one. And then one time I was showing the class how to operate the revolver, and I pulled the hammer back, and the entire hammer just came out, which I didn't even know was possible. Not
5: supposed to be possible.
1: Yeah, well, I'm in class. Oh, that's just so interesting. This hammer came out Okay. And then it was the middle of July and I called customer service to have it sent back for them to fix it. And they had a recording telling people, Merry Christmas. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ever going to get my gun fixed or back, but they did fix it. And looking at it now, the screws probably just came loose, but it's still, it's something that you don't really want if you're using a gun for self-defense.
2: Yeah. Their quality control is just terrible.
1: Yeah. But it's unfortunate. The gun's not. I don't know. I think the gun. Most of those guns MSRP is three fifty. So it's not bottom of the barrel. Where I'm trying to think, what's the cheaper revolver that I always see? What brand? They have some revolvers for two hundred dollars.
5: What those the uh, EAA Windicators?
1: Uh maybe. They're yeah. So I don't know. The
0: Rossi's. Which one? Was it Rossi?
1: Oh, yeah, those. Yes, that's the brand that I'm thinking of. So those you can get pretty cheap. And OK, well, I'll go mid-level. It's got to be. But it was really just a noob mistake. And one, it was stupid to buy a gun based on color, even though I know a lot of people do it. I fell victim of it. And then it was another thing where even with the Internet being at our fingertips, I should have just reviewed it and made sure that people were like, yeah, you know, it's a quality gun. Instead, I so was just, oh, yeah, it's cool. Revolvers, according to a lot of people out there, they can't fail. What difference does it make if it's $300 or $700? And apparently, it makes quite a bit of difference. Yeah. Yeah. I used to help
2: a friend who had a gun shop and he sold a lot of those because they were pretty cheap. And guys bought the stupid pink ones for their wives. And I think probably 60 to 70% of them had to go back.
1: Oh, wow. See, that's another thing. I don't think I would buy something where I'm constantly dealing with the customer again or they're like, what's the customer service number? John, what would you say is something that you bought that you regret?
2: Definitely that mosquito.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but at least it wasn't that expensive. What was it, $300 or something? Yeah, mine was
2: about $350 Mm -hmm. because it had the performance work done on it and the extra barrel.
1: Which actually, I don't even think that that gun was made from SIG. I think SIG put its name on it.
2: That is actually correct. Yeah, those are actually contracts made by,
0: I think it's GSG. German? Yeah, GSG. Yeah, so they make the Firefly now.
1: Yeah, because yep. they're identical.
0: So it's still being, yeah,
1: it's still being produced at yep. the
0: Firefly. Yeah.
1: But
2: yeah. the funny thing is, other guns from GSG, like the 22 long rifle GSG clones, those, I've got a friend mm-hmm. who's got a couple of those, and they run just fine never had an issue with.
1: Hm. Well, maybe they've worked their kinks out though over mm-hmm. the years. Who knows? I want to know looking back at these episodes, mm-hmm. now that we're on 200 episodes, do you guys remember your favorite guest or favorite part of a show or anything like that if you guys can think back that far?
5: There's so many.
1: You're telling me. There's sometimes where I forget that I even had a guest yeah. on. I don't know, did I have that guest on? Seems like my yeah, sex but- life. Wait, did I have sex with that person? No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, there's been so many good ones. Recently, the one that you had, the people from US Law Shield, that was an amazing episode. And just because they're personal heroes of mine when the Mitchellicks were on, those I was giddy listening to those episodes.
1: Oh, it wasn't because I had Vaughn the man spot on after that with US Law Shield. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was an added bonus.
1: Man. Oh, boy. For those who don't know, the man spot, he's going through a rough patch in his life right now. So he stayed at my house. And I thought he was going to stay like a night or two. Yeah, okay, whatever. He was in Utah or something. He lives in Montana now, but he was in Utah. And I was talking to him. He's like, I'm just going through a tough time. and he's Maybe I'll just drive there and come visit. And I was just, yeah, sure. If you want to come by, whatever. Well, his Hummer ends up breaking down. <gasps> And it needs a new transmission. So he stayed for way more than two days, okay? So much that within the first day, I didn't even recognize my guest bedroom. I've decided that I'm not going to have a guest bedroom anymore. I need a third office. The guest bedroom, it's no more. It doesn't exist anymore. But he is so funny. he I was trying to cheer him up, and I think it was over the weekend. And we were all going to the lake. And i like, oh, you'll meet my cousin. We are all going paddleboarding. And you guys probably remember this because I went live on the Patreon group, but it was so funny because, okay, we're going to go to the lake and get your swimsuit on, whatever we're leaving. I meet him downstairs and he's wearing these little short red shorts, socks up to his knees, these combat boots, a little fanny pack, a tactical (laughs) scarf, and then some big cowboy looking hat. And he's, oh, hello. (laughs) Are you ready to go to the lake? (laughs) And then he wants to bring his 50 cal. And he wants me (laughs) to take a picture of him next to the lake. I don't think you realize we're not going to a secluded lake. We're going to a public lake. And it's the weekend. I think it was Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be really busy. I don't think you can just pull a 50 cal out of my car and we could take a picture. And we're arguing about it. Well, we're not doing anything wrong. This is America. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't understand. I'm not on vacation. I live here. People know me. (laughs) Finally, okay, I give in. We pull the 50 cal out of my trunk. You better just hold it really quickly and I'm going to take pictures. And there's people around. Nobody said anything. And then he had the audacity to tell me that I didn't take pictures of him in portrait mode and that I cut the mountains out of the picture. I was ready to kill him. (laughs) But yes, he's pretty funny. He's funny, but he's a handful. And, you know, Yvonne, I really like you. You're so fun, but I don't really like you staying at my house. And then after he left, I had a 10 by 12 rug that I ended up just throwing out because he thought he'd be helpful and mow my lawn, but he mowed my lawn barefoot, and I'm a (laughs) germaphobe. So he mows my lawn barefoot, but then comes in my house, and I have a white rug. Yeah, so I just got a new rug after he left. I threw off some antibacterial balm in the guest bedroom. And then it's really funny because I was with my friend Lacey today, and she was, I just thought he was gay. And... (laughs) I think a lot of people think that. In a happy way. He acts that
2: way very well.
1: I know. Almost too well. And it's just funny spending a week with him. And then there's some things that I've learned from him. So when somebody calls you, a telemarketer or something, he always answers the phone. Hello? And it freaks them out and they end up hanging up on him. Or they're like, yeah, your car warranty needs. Oh, thank God. My car just broke down. It needs a new transmission. I need that warranty. (laughs) Wait a minute. Here I am hanging up on them, blocking their number, and I could have been having fun. (laughs) I think it is important to do things that make you laugh. Yesterday when I was meeting my friend for dinner and I drove past this lady on her lawn, well, this house on her lawn, it had this really big sign that said, Happy 65th birthday, Mom. And it was just so well done and it was really cute. I actually saw it that morning when I was driving somewhere. And then I drove past it again when I was going to meet my friend for dinner. And these people, uh, male and female, probably the woman who's 65, her and her husband, and then their two dogs with birthday hats posing for a picture and probably what I'd imagine the <laughs> son taking the picture. And I was all the way opposite end of the street, but I yelled out my window, Happy birthday! Woo! Woohoo! And I was by myself and I, I started to make myself laugh because, cool, Ava, you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> But it also reminded me of something that my mom probably would have done. And I totally just did that to entertain myself. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do sometimes. What's your favorite thing about the Patreon group? Patreons.
4: It's a family, just a bunch of people having fun. Basically, there's no limits.
1: Except for what Facebook (laughs)
4: limits
1: you to. I can't tell you how many notifications I wake up to daily of people. In fact, Daniel Barrier, uh, Barrier? Beria. Wait. Barrier. Daniel Barrier. Daniel Barrier. He hasn't been in the Patreon group for a while, and I'm guessing he's probably in Facebook jail <laughs> because he was one that I'd get notifications on. Somebody in the group, we had to remove harmful content. And yeah, OK, that's great. But yeah, it is nice. I feel like there's no judgments whatsoever. I could always post something that I'm thinking or feeling or experiencing and just be totally myself and just, what the hell? This dog just shit on my lawn. What do I do? Whereas on your actual Facebook page, you're just, oh, I'm getting my deck fixed. Don't mention the dog that just shit on your lawn. And I don't know. I just like that there's no judgments. And it is definitely kind of like a family. Yep.
5: Yeah. And meeting a lot of these people, Like you know, I've met a couple of these people you know, some of the Patreons in person, you know, like-minded people, just salt of the earth, some of the nicest people you ever meet.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then it's also weird because you also have people in here that you feel like you've known them, but you've never met them in real life. You have your internet friends, which, yeah, that's cool. This is my life. All my internet friends.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've actually had a lot of those conversations where I was like, oh, well, my buddy down in Texas. Well, (laughs) my internet friend from Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know
2: i've never really met him i just know him from his group <laughs> yeah
5: exactly
1: he could be lying about his name his gender we don't know but we just we're yeah, so what, close
5: <laughs> what's your real name daniel
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> james actually <laughs> i'm gonna take another quick break talk about iwi Melissa, you took IWI's armor Post. class, mm-hmm. which sounded like a lot of fun. I wish I went. I it wish was, you would, too. I know. That would have been so much fun. And you said the instructor was great. You learned a lot. I know some of you guys have some of IWI's products, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think...
5: used to have a Jericho 941, one of the original ones, and I sold Oops. it, which I wish I had. <laughs>
2: mm, so that's one of your regrets is selling it. Yeah.
5: Yes. <laughs>
1: It wasn't that you didn't spend more on certain things. It was just that you sold certain things that you wish you didn't.
5: I sold it to buy a 1911. And not even a good one. Oh. A tea sauce
4: 1911.
1: Oh. Daniel, don't you have some of IWI's products?
4: I don't, but I kind of want an Uzi. It's kind of a dream. It's a grail gun for me one day to have an Uzi.
1: Right. I know. Every time I see it, I want one. But I don't know. That's the one thing that I've been kind of hesitant on because... I think out of all their products, I've heard nothing but good things, except for the Uzi.
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. I think it's very, very solid. Everybody I know who's got one loves them. Uh huh. It's just mm-hmm. not the most practical gun to shoot all the time. So maybe that's why. But it's one of those ones that if you've got They're it, so you're going to
3: love it. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. The Jeez, cool thing about it.
3: taking their course was you got, I think it was 30% off on the gun and... A suppressor if you ordered them
1: oh wow damn so that mm-hmm. alone can we get, can so we get like basically... a
5: group buy going on
1: yeah or... no kidding so that basically paid for the class yeah it was worth it so did you buy anything <laughs> yes i did what'd you buy
3: <laughs> i got the new tavor is it
1: 65 you got the new tavor you said yes. the x95 yes Sorry, I'm terrible at part numbers. <laughs> the did 65, the 95. I don't I know, but these meds numbers. these meds feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> did you get I a
3: 556?
1: Yes, I did. Nice. I have the Tavor X95 SBR. So, well, I'm getting it. I should be getting it in a few weeks, but because I switched locations, office locations, so oh, I had to no. update the paperwork, so I'm waiting for that. But okay. that is what I'm getting, I'm super excited for it. And I love, too, that we might as well talk about Manticore Arms, but Manticore Arms makes so many parts for IWI's guns, especially the Tavor, and just some of their parts change it drastically. I'm really looking forward to getting SBR, putting on a bunch of the parts, and just kind of, you know, kind of turning heads. Yep.
2: You gotten any parts
3: for yours yet, Melissa?
1: Um, no, I have not. You
3: should. Well, I did, I did order a different trigger, but don't really? ask me what ordered because I don't know. Did you not yeah, like the a, trigger? No, I liked it, but I have a thing about—I I love straight triggers. Oh, I don't know why?
1: Because I know that a lot of people that are typically trigger snobs. Some girl that I was talking to actually she ordered a Geisley trigger for her Tavor, and then that's what it is. And after using it for a while, oh, I actually ended up canceling my order because the stock trigger is really nice. I don't feel like I need to update the trigger at all.
3: I hope I don't feel that way. I haven't shot it yet with the new one in it. Yeah. I had a friend help me put it in, and we watched <laughs> a YouTube video, and the guy left out one part that you have to do to keep it from bending the frame. And so it bent the rod that's inside, and so I had to order that, too.
1: Oh, so it that's great. In a, yeah. Freaking YouTube videos. <laughs> exactly.
5: Freaking I'm YouTubers, like- man.
1: <laughs> I know. These people, they act like they know what they're talking about. well
2: you definitely need to get the curved butt pad
1: yeah
3: really yes
1: yeah it makes it so much more comfortable to shoot
3: okay and they have it at manticore arms
1: yeah and guess what if you use the code avarocks15 you'll get 15 percent off and that's at manticorearms.com even better yeah that's (laughs) right and then if you guys want to check out any of the guns at iwi All you have to do is go to IWI.us if you find any accessories. Most of you need extra magazines, any type of accessory. Just go on over to IWI.us, use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off as well. Awesome. All right, changing the subject again, I want to know, and I hate when people ask me this question, but that's one of those questions that I feel like just has to be asked, but what is your favorite gun that you've, I don't know, I guess you could say your favorite gun or favorite gun that you own, whichever you prefer, and who should go first? Daniel, you go first.
4: Favorite one that I own, ooh, that's rough, because I mean, it, I, I can easily go to my carry gun. Uh, it's, it is a, a Staccato C2 Duo with an RMR on it. It's got all of the, all the things I love about 1911s and all the problems fixed with it, like needing a modern cartridge and <laughs> more capacity. And then I have my SIG MPXK that sits by my bed, and it is just, just beautiful.
1: Hmm. You speak so poetic about your guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this gun. She likes to be knocked around a little bit. And then, let's see, you know... <laughs> I say that as I'm I, looking at my gun wall right now.
4: A sales voice.
1: <laughs> John, what gun would you say is your favorite? This is interesting because I know you have a shit ton of guns. I've got so many
2: that I don't remember them all, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I feel like you and I have similar problems where we're cleaning something out. We're like, oh, cool. I just found another Glock 43. Oh, I didn't even know I had one of these. Do y'all find it hard to think
3: about selling any of them?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to sell any of my guns. That's <laughs>
3: the way I am. Yeah. The only,
2: the only real regrets other than that Mosquito that I have are the ones that I sold. And they're very few. It's less than a handful. As far mm-hmm. as, far as no gun I ever sold.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really want to be bothered with selling guns, to be honest with you. I'd rather just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but what is your favorite gun? When you think uh... about it, and you're going to wake up in the middle of the night, man, I wish I said <laughs> this instead. <laughs> I can do favorites. Probably
2: my absolute nicest gun to shoot is a custom 2011 that the guy from Odin Works built for me.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that one.
2: And that thing is insane. I got it for a steal of a deal because somebody had ordered it. And this is a crazy story. This guy pays him to custom build a six inch 2011. Wait six months to have it done because he does a ton of these for people on the side, gets it. He's got it a week and decides shooting's not for him because this was his first gun. And so he paid, I'm not sure what he paid for it initially, but I got it for a steal of a deal at $3,800. It was basically a $6,000 pistol. And then the guy spent a week tuning it for me because it was coming to me.
3: I'm going to yeah, just throw was- that in the Patreon page.
1: You're gonna I what? Can, I can post a picture. Can, that, you,
3: yeah. can you post a picture?
1: Please. Yep. Yeah, because you bought this. This was quite a few years ago, at least two years uh, it was ago. Two,
2: two years ago, yeah. I got it tail end of 2019. I had it for, I think, two matches, two three gun matches before three gun <laughs> matches got shut down.
1: And Damn. So you didn't even get to be a badass on the range with it. I've
2: got a couple good videos where I had everything together and I was the second place on the stage, but other than that, yeah, I didn't get a chance to really use it that much. It's just the absolute best trigger ever. Just runs flawlessly.
1: Hmm.
2: I, can,
5: I can testify to that. It is amazing.
1: Okay, that's great. Awesome. <laughs> well, now that we're all just, oh cool, what am I going to say? Oh, I got my Glock 19 oh, you know? <laughs> great.
2: <laughs> then another kind of favorite is the MP5, although in a strange way that AKV even though it's so much cheaper of a yeah. gun, I kind of enjoy shooting it more. The MP5 is clearly more refined in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's just there's something about that AKV. And then I would definitely have to say the 50 is a lot of fun, but I don't get to shoot the 50 very much because you have to have such a good backstop in
1: order to shoot that. Well, or you could just be like Vaughn and show up to a lake and take a picture with it. The one I've got is a lot heavier than his. Oh, well, did you see the one where I posed with the 50 and it was my yep. idea of good housekeeping? yeah you try holding that thing up wearing high heels and with one foot okay yes please yeah
2: i'm certain i couldn't handle heels even without
1: (laughs) elvin never
2: never tried and i'm not going to
1: (laughs) although Melissa, didn't you make those memes though where he was wearing heels
2: (laughs) yes so funny. wait why do photoshop
1: i photoshop does a lot of things <laughs> why am i having a really vivid image of you wearing heels though <laughs> elvin what about you what's your favorite gun
0: well since y'all already shit it all over it the sig mosquito <laughs> <laughs>
6: no.
0: no no actually actually i'm a, I'm a big fan of 1911 I carry one pretty much every day. I carry the uh, SIG uh, Imperial Scorpion Fastback, Hmm. and I I shoot a double-stack 1911 for three gun. I have a Rock Island Tac ultra with the Haze custom package. So, I mean, I'm a fan of 1911s. Nice. The only
1: 1911 I think I own, although I think I'm going to get a Smith & Wesson 1911, but the only one I own is the SIG Tac Ops. And then, actually, I do have a race gun.
2: Yeah, your race gun's based on the
1: 2011 design. Yeah. And that thing wasn't cheap, but I was just at the right place at the right time, and somebody sold it to me for like $800. Okay, what? I take it. Oh. Yeah. It was actually my dad. I don't know what I was thinking of buying this. I'll never use it. Well, I'll buy it from you if you want. Oh, yeah? How much? I don't know, 800 Oh, yeah, you got the cash on you right now. And I just so happen to actually have the cash, which is weird, because I don't normally walk around with $800 in my wallet. Yeah, here you go. And he was in front of his friend's. And I don't think he wanted to <laughs> embarrass himself, but no, I'm just kidding. So, oh, okay. Ha-ha, <laughs> sucka. Peace out. Yeah, but the only thing that sucks is it's all silver. The minute you shoot it, it gets filthy. It looks like garbage. So, I spent all this time cleaning it, and now I don't even want to shoot it because it's going to get all black again. <laughs> Melissa, what about you?
3: Actually, my favorite gun to shoot is my 6.5 Creedmoor. Just because I was at a class and we were shooting at a mile and pretty much everybody in the whole class, I was the only girl, had all higher calibers. And I hit the mile, I was one of the three people that hit it. And so it's like my favorite gun now. (laughs) It's the one I started shooting long range with. Well, I started shooting with another person's gun. It was a 308, but it was beating the crap out of me. So I ended up buying the 6.5. But yeah, it has a lot more sentimental value for me
1: yeah what was the gun that i shot of yours where i shot the mile that was my 7300 okay yeah everybody's when i tell them like, well i shot a mile before yo what caliber 300 wind magnet you know, that's cheating <laughs> whatever i still hit it <laughs> you're just joking. yeah no kidding <laughs> okay i think i asked everybody right what their favorite? Not me. G- oh yeah, oh yeah, Ryan. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ryan. You in the back? <laughs> hey, well, you right? I just figured you were gonna be. Like, oh, I love my Ruger. What's that poor person's gun? Security nine. <laughs> yeah.
5: I do love it, but that's not my favorite.
1: <laughs> Which I just want to, before we go further, I just want to say it's not a poor person's gun. I was just giving Ryan crap.
5: <laughs> it's a budget friendly gun.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, what's your favorite?
5: I would have to say the AR I built for my wife. uh, It's just a culmination of random parts. It does have an FN barrel, but I don't know what I did, but that gun just runs smooth as butter. It's a nice little 12 and a half inch barrel, and that thing is fast.
1: Hmm. Don't you wish you knew what you did? There's certain ARs that I have that run really well where I'm like, damn, this thing's freaking Hmm. amazing. I would definitely pay a few thousand dollars for it, which ultimately you do because you put it together. And then there's other ARs, and it's just not doing it for me. Like, I don't know. It's all right. It'll be a good Well, Even truck with the gun. trigger.
5: Yeah. Even with the trigger, it's just like, I don't know. Like it was a random trigger set that I had, you know, firing group I had in a parts bin. Yeah. I put it in there, and the pull weight is only three and a half pounds. It's a, it's a mil spec trigger. I don't know how this happened. Wow. But, you know, it's, it, you know, butter crisp, great, you know, great take up, great break. And then the reset is just right there and crisp. So, you know, I rock that gun as my truck gun.
1: Damn. I guess your wife doesn't get to make it her truck gun then.
5: She has to have a truck first. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Taking a quick break, real quick, talking about primary arms. Does anybody here have a primary arms optic? Not a primary arms optic.
5: Oh, you have primary
1: arms optic. Way to
5: flex on the poor.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Which ones do you have? Uh,
2: I've got, I think, two of the... So I just got another one. The MD-20 micro red dots. Those things are really nice. They're real low. It's the only optic I've found that you can co-witness the irons on the MP5 with. Hmm. So I just put one of those on my MP5. Their 2X Prism GLX, I just got one of those in 9mm. Put that on my Strabog. That one's really cool. I've got a 3X, one of the SLX. I can't remember which reticle is in it, but got one of those on my Galil in 545. That one's really slick. Yeah, I think I've got four or five of their optics now, and I've been super impressed with all of them. Damn. They've all been really awesome.
1: Nice. Yeah, I have. I actually have a box of primary arms optics that I've been so busy. They sent it to me and I've been meaning to put them on my guns and go to the range. But also, I've been working on my range, trying to get it up to par before I start recording content on it. (sighs) One of those things. But yeah, so far, any of the primary arms optics that I've used, I have yet to use an optic from them that I wasn't happy with. If nothing else, it's crazy how far optics have come because even just when I was first starting out, figure eight years ago, the optics just on the market just weren't as great. Would you guys agree with me? Yeah. It's crazy how they've come such a long way in such a little time. But yeah, primary arms for the quality, the cost. It's one of those things where I think back in the day, you'd have to spend at least $1,000 to have something decent. And that's not really the case anymore. If you guys are looking for quality optics, definitely check out primaryarms.com. Don't forget, use that code AVA AVA, and you get a free scope mount with every primary arms optic that you purchase. It's an awesome deal, and that is at primaryarms.com. And then next, we're going to talk about True Glow. True Glow is one of my newest sponsors. They're under GSM Outdoors, which GSM Outdoors, I think they have 49 companies underneath them. Pretty crazy. But True Glow is one of the brands that are under the company. And True Glow, I got to say, before, obviously, they sponsored me, I was using their sights pretty much on all of my guns for, I got to say, I probably have them on probably about 90% of my guns. Any of you guys have used any of their sights? Yeah,
5: Yeah, I love their iron sights. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I like the ones. They glow in the dark. They have the tritium with the fiber optic. They have some really nice stuff.
2: Yeah, I remember, I guess it was the first year I went to SHOT Show, so four-ish years ago, five years ago, something Mm -hmm. like that ago. They had just come out with the TFX Pro. Yeah. And I put those on all my carry guns at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have them on some of mine now because some of my carry guns now have red dots. Mm -hmm. And so they're not tall enough. But all of my carry guns that are not with red dots, I've still got those on. I really like them because they're tritium, they glow in the dark, but then they've also got the fiber optic. So they work well in the daylight too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. That's the one thing about night sights is it's great for when it's dark, but during the day they don't work as well. I've noticed as I get older, I definitely need something that's going to be a little bit more of a contrast when I'm lining up those sites.
2: Fiber optic just makes it a huge difference mm-hmm. during the day.
1: I think I actually just got the TFX Pros. I think yeah, I just I, got them I in the saw mail. In
2: the picture you just posted with tickles.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, good. See, actually, no, Ryan, you were the one who messaged me. So that holster that I sent you, does your gun fit? Bro, look at my office right now. This is just what I've received <laughs> in the past two days. I get so much product and I know I'm bragging and it's awesome, but I get so much product in that you don't understand the fact that I could even unwrap these boxes and then, okay, now I play with it, mess with it, but it all kind of just, yeah, it's just uh What a terrible problem It's have. just oh so terrible. God. I know it's, somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like their, I'm trying to think what else. I did notice that they make, now what did I see? I saw there was a red dot on their website. I didn't know that they made red dots. I've never used those.
2: You make a bunch of stuff for bows too.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Little, what would you call that? Like sights, but for bows.
2: Yeah. The same fiber optic technology they've got for sights. And then they also have bow rests for the arrows and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you guys want to check it out, all you have to do is head on over to True and that's T-R-U glow, dot com. And if you use the code GunFunny20, you are going to get 20% off your entire order. And that is also good at walkers, Birchwood Casey, cold steel, GPS bags, tech mat, and I said True Glow. And also their cold steel knives. I was messing with it yesterday to take a picture. Remember when I sent you that picture of a knife joking that I was going to put this in my EDC picture? Yep. That little freaking knife cut me all these little micro cuts all over my hand. Like, what sharp. the hell happened? I've never had a knife do that. I texted John Snow and, dude, these knives are no joke. This thing, just like taking it out. And I wasn't an idiot rubbing my hands over the blade or anything. And I managed to cut myself in so many little places. Yeah, they're they really knives do. are no joke.
2: I've been using those for years. We
1: need I
4: sensible got- knife
2: control.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
4: <laughs> I actually got to go to their original factory down in Ventura, California when I lived out there years ago and met um, Oh, what was his name? The guy that's always on the videos cutting things in
1: half oh, with swords. Oh, so limb. that guy. Okay, so it's really funny because yeah. his name's Keith. And oh, Keith okay. is my new best friend now. Keith calls me all the time. <laughs> and he <laughs> even says, I'm going to be your new best friend. And we've been trying to figure out what kind of video I want to do. Because they make videos where they'll take an entire pig and slice it in half. And if that's what you want me to do, cool. Hey, I'm sure my friends and family are going to think I lost my mind. What else is new? Yeah, Ava, she's slicing pigs now. Which I don't know if I would even really enjoy, but yeah, his name's Keith. I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: You should get one of those ballistic dummies.
1: Right? And slice it in half. Mm, yep. I don't know. I gotta think of something. Something that hasn't been done before without killing anyone <laughs> on camera. No. <laughs> Daniel, Off when camera you camera's okay. Yeah. When you went there, were you impressed with their factory?
4: I was. It was really cool. They had, it was when all the manufacturing was there on site. And that every, every year they would do a garage sale. And it was just anything that they had, that they, they made too much of and couldn't sell. Or sometimes it was, oh, hey, we found this box of knives that we discontinued three years ago. Let's put them out and see if anybody wants them. And I got some really cool examples of the knives that I never thought I'd get, I'd get a chance to get my hands
1: on from them. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, guys, check all, all of their products. And I would say I'm going to end the show with one more question. And that is, what would you guys like to see happen in the future on the show?
4: Ava cutting pigs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how kosher that is. I don't know if my ancestors would agree. No. <laughs> Hard question.
0: Yeah. I mean, keep doing what you're doing, Ava. I mean, you're doing mm-hmm. a great job. I mean, the show's great. Uh, you know, you've been changing it up, um, adding uh, different content uh, here and there. So uh, different sessions. Uh, keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you. You could shave your head. We could all watch. I could do that. I could pull a Britney Spears. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then I'd have to deal with, as it is, I'll be 35 and I'm not married. I've never been married. I don't have kids. And you can't help but think, all right, cool. Am I ever going to get married? I probably won't have kids. I had a cat for four days, and that only lasted four days. Not because the cat got hurt. My cousin ended up taking the cat, but I realized I cannot take care of a cat, let alone a child. Mm -hmm. But anyways, my friend Lacey, who I've been friends with for 23 years now, her dad knows me pretty well. And I guess her dad told Lacey the other day, yeah, you know, Ava, she's going to have a hard time meeting a man. She kind of has a little bit of an alpha. She's like an alpha female. (laughs) Oh, and it made me kind of laugh. But yeah, but you don't understand. It's not because I want to be an alpha female. It's because I have all these fucking loser men in my life. And then I just Mm -hmm. went off on this. (laughs) (laughs) You confirmed it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't choose the alpha life. The alpha life chose me. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It is kind of crazy because after 200 episodes, okay, it's definitely one of those things where I want to continue to keep it interesting and have Mm -hmm. really cool guests and. I'm surprised that I feel like I've interviewed everybody, but there's definitely still so many people out there that are amazing and have great stories and are doing amazing things. And when I haven't gotten them on the show, that's good. So I haven't run out of, you know, out of guests yet. So that's perfect. Yeah. And there's always something that I feel like there could be improvements on. I just Mm -hmm. figured I would ask in case you guys had any suggestions. Ryan, do you have any suggestions?
5: Uh maybe- well, I was thinking you know like maybe some one year later kind of things. I know you've had some you know previous guests back on the show occasionally, but mm-hmm. you know, just like you know going to these companies that you know maybe were at one time a smaller company when you first interviewed them, and then you know a year later like, oh, how's it going? you know, what's new, that kind of thing,
1: yeah, like after I had you on the show and then like your business blew up, and dude, don't forget about us little people, <laughs> yeah,
5: I was in the garage for eight and a half hours on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not fun. I was sweating.
1: <laughs> but isn't that but great? what happened at the yeah, 70 right. degrees? Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, it, it's filter, it's sem- oh yeah. Yeah. It's 70 degrees, you know, when I am making like four or five holsters in a day. But when you know what I'm I just today got caught up on my withstanding orders, except for two of them that I'm waiting on material I had to custom order. So
6: wow.
5: it's it's been a, it's been a week.
1: <laughs> but that's good though. Yeah. You yeah, come it, on it, the show great. and yeah. it just goes to show. People do listen to the show, which is great. Mm-hmm. It would suck if I was just doing it for, you know, and I'm okay. I don't even know if anyone's listening anymore, but here I am entertaining myself, doing what I do best. (laughs) You know, it was really great because there was actually
5: a a good amount of people that messaged me, you know, you know, throughout the week, like, hey, you know, I don't don't have a holster need right now, but just want to let you know, like, you know, the episode was great, you know, and, you know, just singing your praises that, you know, they've listened since basically day one.
1: Oh, nice. That's a good feeling.
4: You hit that 150 goal right after that podcast went live, too.
5: Yeah, within a couple hours that day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Anybody else have any suggestions?
2: I would say just keep being alpha.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I mean, who cares if I don't have a husband? They're worthless anyways. (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) Also, Lacey just messaged me. Buddy, I just learned how to use a drill. So we can figure this out. Because at this point, I can't even hire a handyman to come fix shit. So I need to learn how to use a drill. Yeah. We'll have to learn together. Yeah, we got this.
3: (laughs) I need to come up there and visit you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, look, sometimes you just got to figure out how to do it yourself if you want it done. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: All right. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on. We're going to wrap it up with iTunes reviews. Crimson Trace actually gave me this really cool box filled with all this amazing gear. It is the brush line edition. The brush line is for their hunting. They have the hard line, which is figure on the range doing competitions. And then their brush line is for hunting and stuff like that. So they have different optics. They actually came out with 50 different optics in one year, just this year, which is insane. And sometimes it could be the exact same optic, but a different reticle. But still, that's pretty impressive. Anyways, they gave me this box to give away. And I figured, you know what? We're going to give it to an iTunes reviewer because I really appreciate when, when anyone leaves me a review on iTunes. Also, there's a T-shirt. There are ear pro, eye pro. I wish I had the box right here in front of me, but all with kinds a of stuff. Hat the box too. Yeah. Well, I said a T-shirt and a hat. Way to go, Brian! Listen up, Ryan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Brian. And anyways, there's all kinds of stuff. You guys are gonna pick the lucky winner. So hopefully you guys all kind of agree on the same person. Otherwise, we're gonna have to do rock paper scissors or something. <laughs> First review: Gun Fanatic seven six two awesome AF five stars. Definitely my favorite podcast makes the drudgery of Mondays in a cubicle bearable. Awesome to hear from such a diverse group of guests in the industry. Teaches me about lots of gear to buy for the weekends. Great info about what's going on with the second amendment and tickles. Second is 22 Puster. Perfection, five stars, guns, gear, great people, 2A news. What more could you ask for? Sarcasm with a side of tickles. It's all here.
5: Oh, they both mention tickles.
3: Jeez. I know. I know. I'm thinking one. Well,
5: yeah,
0: you got to feel, feel sorry for the cubicle guy, right? Dude, yeah. I was thinking that too. What I, was gonna say. I remember when <laughs> I, I worked in
1: a cubicle and I hated it.
0: <laughs> I've
2: spent literally every single day in a cubicle this year. Oh so, my yeah. gosh.
1: I couldn't. When I worked for the New York Yankees, I was in a cubicle. But then they put a TV on the wall that was right next to my cubicle. So it made it a little bit better. But there was this lady down the cubicle from me, and on the front of her desk, she put Christmas lights. It was around Christmas time, so I put Hanukkah lights, little dreidels and stuff. Oh, my God. Somebody came up to me, the CEO, and he said, Are you trying to start a war with the old lady down the hall? Maybe. (laughs) Well, it's not just Christmas, okay? Sometimes Hanukkah is in the same month. (laughs) Equal rights. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I just hated my job, and I was hoping to get fired. (laughs) So that's how my cubicle life went down. All right, GunFanatic762, you are the winner. Contact me, and I'm going to get out that Crimson Trace gearbox. And guys, really want to thank you for coming on the show with me. I wanted to have the Patreons on for my 200th episode because in reality, I could sit here and record all day long, and it really doesn't matter because I'd be talking to myself. It's you guys that a lot of you have been supporting me since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. And also the listeners who, whether you're a patron or not, I appreciate you guys. I personally don't even listen to podcasts. I know it's one of those things, either you love them or you hate them. I'd rather listen to music and just kind of zone out. But I do really appreciate everyone who listens to my show. And I see the numbers. I see how they've grown over the years. And it really does mean a lot. So thank you. And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up. Let's see here. I'm going to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison. Oh, hey, buddy. Yes. Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell. Hey, hey. Keith Cattlemore and Melissa Ridings. Oh, girl. Yeah. And then King of the Patreons <laughs> is still Jon Snow. Man, that guy, Jon Snow, I swear. He's always having me say <laughs> the best stuff ever. He wants me to say Operator tickles has a lion rug for a doggy bed. It's not dead. It's just afraid to move. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we are recording on a Friday. So you guys have a great weekend. But when the show comes out, it's on a Monday. I hope you guys have a great week. And I hope you take Monday by the balls and make this week your B-I-S-H. Yeah. And on that note, we're out of here. Oh, and coming soon, Ryan Morrison, the Seek Holsters remote control holsters will be in stock soon. I'll get working on (laughs) it (laughs) tonight.
3: For some reason, I started thinking of one going across the floor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're out of here.
5: Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to
0: gunfunny.com forward slash contact.